0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Real Rant, the place where we like to rant about the real stuff. My name is Brandon McGee, and sitting across from me on occasions is the bald, bearded man. Who are you, dude? Matt Herring, and as always, it's good to be here. It is very good to be here today. We are in a new room. Yeah, I hope it sounds nice, because we like it a lot. Well, I gotta put some of those mufflers up, those weird little foamy bits around the room. Oh, that's yeah, that a good. Yeah. Because yeah, I heard that those absorb the sound. Because I, I found out that you don't actually need, like, a whole room surrounded in those things, although it helps. But uh, a guy I know was like, no, you just put them up in certain designs up around the room. I was like, okay, cool. But then I was like, where do I put my Ninja Turtle posters? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the real question. Yeah, the real question. But uh, we have a guest. Well, not really a guest. She is, uh, and it's a she. Uh, she is a. Uh, gonna be a part of the show now i think that's the consensus is that right Uh, yeah for sure yeah she's she's getting her co-host wings out ready to fly so you know we figured hey what better way to have her on the episode is to talk about probably her favorite film of all time and she's huge well one of them she's doing the wavy hand thing that's it's a maybe but uh who are you dude
1: hi it's emily mead
0: emily mead is back on the pile i'm back how you doing dude
1: good super good
0: well, Emily wants as much time as possible to talk about this movie. Yes. Uh, but I just want to ask you real quick, like, how does it feel to be a part of the Real Rant crew? Oh,
1: I'm super excited. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, like, a little nervous for when I eventually, like, co-host. Yeah. Because um, that feels like a lot of pressure, but it's I it's don't think that. it actually is.
0: <laughs> Look at Matt right now. He's just chilling. <laughs> He's
1: so chill. He's I mean, such I just, a professional. I just, I
0: just need a beer, and then I'm good to go.
1: Oh, dang. I thought about bringing booze. I
0: have a beer, too. <laughs>
2: But none that I think you'll like. No, and yeah. I, I mean, I was just making a joke about being too chill. I'm, oh, okay. I'm very professional. <laughs> oh, I'm
0: not. <laughs> well, I don't have any chili, so I don't know how we're going to do that. Anyways, let's roll right over the plugs. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Brendan underscore McGee. That is B-R-E-A-N-D-A-N underscore M-C-G-H-E-E. Thanks, Mom and Dad. And Matt, where can they find you? They can find me at
2: Matt Herring Live. That's live or live. They're both spelled the same way on Instagram and Twitter. Emily, where can they find you?
1: Uh, um, look, it's an egg with underscores.
2: All spaces. So that's look oh, no. underscore it's underscore
0: and underscore egg.
1: Yes. I just hate saying, like, but should you... I say the whole thing? That is such a mouthful. No, no,
0: no. You don't have to do that. You can use it. Honestly, you can just type in Emily Mead into the search bar and you can find you. That's what I did.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: That, in all fairness, that might be
2: because Facebook owns Instagram and you are friends on Facebook. That's true.
0: Maybe that's how I win at life, though. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us at The Real Rant Pod on Twitter. And if you are a fan, filmmaker, or a creator, go ahead and get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from you. All those juicy thoughts that you're thinking about film and everything else that we talk about on the show. If you want to send the show an email, you can go ahead and send us an email at therealrantpodcast at gmail.com. Send us something nice, mean, or in between. It's all juicy, just the same. If you're a fan, filmmaker, or a creator, and you'd like to get in touch with us that way, go ahead and do some whenever you're feeling like it. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can go ahead and do so at therealrant, all one word, no spaces, where you can find behind-the-scenes photos of what's going on in our lives when we're in front of a microphone and sometimes when we're not. And if you're feeling real jazzy, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever listening platform you listen to us on right now. Because, hey, we'd love to have you come back. And while you're at it, why don't you give us five stars? Because, hey, helps out the show, you know, puts us to the top of those leaderboards, which we're doing quite well right now. We've got, uh, got some pretty good reviews on there right now, and I'm pretty stoked to see where we're headed next. And last but certainly not least, you can go ahead and visit our website at the realrant.com because hey, we own that domain and you can find all the links that I've just mentioned up in the top left hand corner of the home screen. next time on the real rant, we will be discussing reservoir dogs. so stay tuned for that. Hey guys, guess what time it is What time is it? Is it? It's time for the film of the week ha, ha. the film of the week ha, ha. the film of the week gimme the magic sword okay. okay. The film of the week this week is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh man, I love that movie. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Um, it's hey, thwip thwip thwip. Yeah, it's thwip. thwip no, thwip, thwip.
1: that was like a more like victory. Pew pew pew. pew not like.
0: Oh, like pew pew pew. You see, you still did it wrong.
1: No, no, no I, I'm doing it. i pew pew the pew e- isn't I'm a making thing. the exact sound I'm meaning to make. Okay,
0: <laughs> I was just making a bit. Oh. Well. You screwed up on both sounds, so that's just my opinion. Anyways, I have a quick question before we start this episode. Is well, discussion. Is there a possibility that in another multiverse where Spider Man is around, that Kingpin doesn't take up a whole screen and he's just like paper thin?
2: Yes. It's called Spider Man for the PS4. <laughs>
0: Is that real? <laughs> is it that? Is he really that small? No, no, he's just a regular size.
1: He's
2: dude. a regular sized dude. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, I pr- I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey. What do you? Uh, he reminds me of like the Despicable Me character that Steve Carell for plays. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Threw, yeah. Anyways, I I just thought I'd say that. I thought I'd get a couple laughs. I don't think it landed very well, but I don't know. Okay, that was good. Okay. That's fine. So this week we don't have a guest. However, we have a co-host in training, and she's been asking us to pick this film and discuss this film for. Her god since the first day it came out i think
1: i think once i saw it for the first time i probably within a week messaged you and i was like if you get a guest on that does spider-verse you have to have me on or i shoddy spider-verse i was like no one else is allowed to do
0: this it's a good film i i would i would i would totally give it to you because you are the biggest spider man fan that i i freaking know so Mm -hmm. i was just like yeah no absolutely let's do it and then basically went out and bought the film opening opening day because I didn't watch it in theaters because I was like, by the time it had come out in theaters, I was just like, ah, maybe I'll just wait because it was just such a short period in between, in, in between the time that the film was in theaters because it won the Oscar and then they put it back in theaters for like a week or two and then it was released like on DVD.
1: It's hard oh. to see every single movie in theaters. Like. Yeah. Is,
0: yeah. I'm just like, I'm not a big anime fan or like animated fan. I know. So, and that was my biggest gripe. I think that was the reason why I didn't want to see it, but we'll find out what I thought about it Mm. later. And it's not even, it's not a review, but it just, we'll let you know. Anyways, as we always like to do, we like to ask our guests, even though you're not a guest, why they picked this film. So Emily, why did you pick this film?
1: On top of just how much I love it, like I love this movie. I am also, as you mentioned, a huge Spider-Man fan, like far and away. He's my favorite superhero. Always has been. Like, four-year-old Emily had Spider-Man pajamas, and I would wear them, you know, until they were disgusting, and my mom, like, had to, like, you know, literally wrench them from my hands so she could wash them, and I wouldn't go to bed unless I put on my Spider-Man pajamas and Dad chased me around the house going, kink, 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 kink,
0: kink, kin, Oh, kin, like Doc Ock. Like Doc Ock, yes. Yeah.
1: So, I love Spider-Man.
0: You know what's really funny is uh, we've been friends for 16, 17 years, and I literally have never... I didn't even know you were a Spider-Man fan, which is really weird, until within the last five years, I think, five or six years. I
1: think I probably, I was very excited when the Andrew Garfield movies came out. Yeah. Um, because I I'm was... S- I'm
0: sorry. Well,
1: yeah. don't worry. She
0: still really liked those movies, even though she I've, didn't... She, no, she, oh, no. let me finish here. You intentionally wanted everyone to love those movies, even though deep down, I know you could not stand them. At
1: the time, I loved both of those movies. I recently went back and revisited the first one, and I was... they're so bad. so bad. My
2: goodness, do not go back and revisit the second one. I Dude, won't, because after the first... Like, yeah.
1: and, and it's not just story problems, it's like... I have so many problems with that movie. Yeah, I don't even where, get me where to started. Begin, where
2: to begin, like, honestly, yeah. Like, the
1: relationship that they have is so creepy. He mm-hmm, is so mm-hmm. stalkery and creepy. No, there's so many bad things. I, I shed a tear. I'm glad that teenage Emily was just in love with Andrew Garfield and enjoyed it. I'm glad I had you that time. You weren't really a
0: teenager, but it's okay.
1: I mean, like, I was probably... You were like
0: 20? No, 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 no. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. During college.
1: What? Did it really come?
0: Yeah, man. I don't believe you. It was know. 2011.
1: I'm glad I had that time where I could enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, since I have outgrown it, which is fine. I can accept that. Um, I'll always have those seven times I saw it in theaters when it came out.
0: The 20- first 2012.
1: Time. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I was in first year. I was in first year university.
0: Yeah. I guess we can talk about because my other question I was going to ask was like, what was your first encounter with Spider-Man? Because I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to ask that question this week, because usually we reserve that question of like, why did you pick this film to our mm-hmm. guests? Because they usually have a special connection to it. We all kind of you know knew why you liked it you're just a big huge fan but i guess uh because you're a comic book nerd and so am i but i want to ask you matt then i guess what is your connection to spider-man to some degree because everyone has that connection with this character because he's had so many iterations over the years and different uh like periods of like age do you know what i mean like sometimes he's in high school sometimes he's in college sometimes he's an adult which...
1: spider-man probably is the only other superhero who Compared to Batman, everybody knows who Spider-Man exactly. is. Exactly.
0: Spider-Man know? is the Batman of the Marvel Universe, in my opinion. So anyways, sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to take us off track there, but what's your connection with Spider-Man?
2: I mean, I've been a comic a book fan for a while, but the first time that Spider-Man really made an impact was I was getting into comics around the time of the first uh, Civil War in Marvel. Yeah. And of course, Spider-Man plays a pivotal part in that. And I really liked that Spider-Man was the one character who was conflicted, ultimately, above the whole Civil War. It was yeah. just such a him uh, moment, regardless of how you feel about how that actually played out in Civil War. Um, but that... And then where I really fell in love with Spider-Man, what actually was with Miles in comics. Yeah. Uh, and that's because I get really frustrated by the reboots and the retcons, where all this, like, years of development just gets erased from, the comic, book, from comic book history. But Miles forces... Some degree of evolution for Peter when the next reboot happens, yeah. because there has to be enough time for Peter to develop a legacy for someone to pick up from else even exist.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's your that's your kind of your overall connection. Did you dress up like him when you were a kid at all or anything like that?
2: Uh, not really, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right, because you, you got into it during Civil War. You've been kind of, I've noticed that you and I kind of, like, had different jumping on and jumping off points of, like, superhero, like, comic book reading and stuff. Like, I you jumped in during the, like, near the tail end of Civil War, but that's when I kind of started jumping off, because I was just like, I saw Civil War as this kind of massive arc for all of the heroes in their universe, in the Marvel universe, and it was, like, a great ending for me. And oh, yeah. I haven't really gone back to the Marvel universe extensively except for like one-offs or like, you know, um, and, and then I kind of moved a lot into like more, <laughs> I want to put adult and like quotations, adult graphic novels, or I don't like graphic novels, comic books. Uh, because I think once I got to the point where civil war had finished, I was kind of like coming out of, like I was becoming a kind of more teen, you know, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Well, 15, I, I started 16? off, uh, my
2: comic book, my love of comic books with young Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and then that was always reading for a while and then civil war happened and that kind of brought me into the larger Marvel yeah. universe and I've never went back.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hey Brendan. Yeah. What's up, dude? Uh, what's your connection to Spider-Man? Um, well one, uh, I used to watch the original, well not the original cause there's tons of iterations of Spider-Man, but the first kind of, well,
1: the Sam Raimi movies?
0: No, not the movies. I'm talking about the the one where the theme song came from. Spider-Man. The 60s Spider-Man. show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got in. I started watching that when I was a little kid um, on Saturday mornings or late nights if I was allowed to during the week because it was on at like 9 or 10 o'clock. Um, in the evening during the week and on the weekends it was like really early in the morning yeah I watched that too so I used to watch that and I used to watch the Justice League like the old Justice League like old old Justice League and uh, so I used to watch all that and then I watched animated Batman and stuff like that so that's how I got into Spider-Man um, and then I really got back into Spider-Man right when I was like growing up again uh, and I realized that there was a new animated Spider-Man that ran for like three years Spectacular Spider-Man no 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 because uh, no. I watched Spectacular Spider-Man and it was Spectacular No, no, no. This was like the one where uh, Neil Patrick Harris did the voice for Spider-Man.
1: I don't know. I only watched the 60s show. I remember
0: that happening. I don't remember which one it is. I only
1: watched the 60s show and then the 90s run. Mm. I loved the 90s show. That was
0: the one I'm talking about, the 90s one. Oh, the
1: one that ran in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That was... was the one that I like... I I liked the '60s one too, but uh, the reruns. But I really really liked the news. Yeah, series.
0: that was the one where the the first time where I was kind of introduced to this multiverse of Spider Man.
2: It's just called Spider Man: The New Animated Series. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It ran from like '93 to like '97 or something like that. But it was it was really good, and that was kind of like my big thing. And then I've all st- I've I've always still kind of like had a special place in my heart for Spider Man. But obviously, like I grew out of him as I got older because I was just kind of like, he's really cool, but like. There's also like Wolverine who can like rip people in half and that's super (laughs) cool. And I always liked Wolverine ever since I was a kid. So it's like I've gone through iterations of superheroes. Like first I really liked Superman and then I realized how cool Batman was and then after Batman I was like Wolverine's really dope and like I don't know and X-Men was kind of always my jam but Spider-Man was always kind of like in the background there because he was always he was that singular character that was like his own hero in his own town you know dealing like with tons of different rogue like a huge rogues gallery right Mm -hmm. so but yeah that's my connection to Spider-Man. Why don't we, uh, throw it over to Tom with the synopsis? Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Tom Rhombus here again. As per usual, I'm not here to cause a ruckus, but I am here to read a synopsis. Alright, here we go. Miles Morales' normal life is thrown into chaos when he encounters the one and only... Spider-Man, or so he thought. Five dimensions and their individual spider people are thrown together and must all team up to save the multiverse. Can Miles take the leap of faith and become a Spider-Man in time to save the world and his new friends? I don't know. I guess you'll find out in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All right. Thanks, Tom.
2: So, Emily, I know you've, uh, you're a big fan of Spider-Man. How much do you actually know about Miles in comics?
1: Um, Okay. So, I love Spider-Man. The only comics that I've read um, is I read, like, Civil War, right before Civil War yeah, came yeah. out. And I had two issues when I was six years old. One of them had Venom in it, and the other one had... um had the hobgoblin in it and that's the better goblin those are the only spider-man comics i've read that's it um but i love if it's spider-man i love it like literally that's all you have to be and i love it like i'm accepting of everyone like when the whole miles morales stuff popped up i was super chill especially like with the whole potential of like donald glover being miles morales like
2: that would have that would have been sweet unfortunately didn't go down
1: whatever like but you know I'm open to... I was super open to Miles. Like, I went to, like, a con. I have, like, a piece of art that's, like, the two of them together, like, on the top of a building, like, Miles and Peter. It's cool. See, Um, I
0: I come... I kind of... I guess for me, so I just want to say, so you're coming from from purely, like, just an appreciation for the character as opposed to, like, being a comic book fan.
1: No, I'm... Yeah, I I mean, I'm a fan of Spider-Man and what I feel he... Res- like he's what his spirit, message he's is. He's your spirit. He's animal. literally my spirit animal. Like that's what it is. <laughs> I I'm not gonna say that I know anything about his like the comics or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. just have this like.
0: Well, I think Spider Man has that kind of origin where you don't really need to know a lot about him because there's yeah. enough. There's enough in the cartoons. There's enough, like, that's the thing about Batman, too, in the Batman animated series. There's enough in that show for you to be able to get by with some really knowledgeable people within the Batman universe, like, who love really love Batman. It's the same thing for Spider-Man, yeah. you know? Um, so that's totally valid. Like, yeah. I, I'm I not going to, no one's going to put you down for that. No, no,
1: no. Spider-Man just stands for something that really connects with me, I
0: guess yeah, yeah. That's
1: what... Okay, great. Yeah.
2: Uh, Brendan, do you know anything about Miles?
0: Here's the thing. I, I always get really confused with Miles being 2099 Spider-Man. Ah, he is he is not, but fair enough. I always get that confused. So, in that case, no, because I know a little bit about the guy who plays the 2099 Spider-Man. Miguel, yeah. Miguel. I always get confused of whether or not he's the same guy as M- Miles, because uh, I always found that Miguel's character was really, really cool, um, but I didn't actually know a whole lot about Miles. That's just... That's kind of that's, that's that's really all I can add no, I great. just it was just a question more if anything cuz I I always thought that 2099 was the Miles character.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, I'm not I'm not an expert, but uh I can tell you that this film is actually a bit of a reimagining of Miles.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I could definitely tell that for sure. Well, uh, but that, that's because Homecoming
2: is essentially Miles Morales. They yeah. just took Peter Parker and they wrote him like they would have Miles Morales. Okay. Uh, uh particularly uh, a big part of Miles's whole universe i guess he has a best friend named uh i, I shouldn't know how to say it but it, uh gank or gonke i don't know how it's a g-a-n-k-e okay i don't know how you would say that that's how you spell it yeah um and that is ned in homecoming okay but because that archetype exists and that whole arc occurred in homecoming basically the people who are writing for into the Spider Verse must have gone Oh, shit. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, because we, we can't just make that oh, movie really, again. That's really, really A lot cool. of the
1: storyboards, actually, in the special features, you can see a lot of the s- storyboards for this movie, and they originally had the best friend playing a way bigger role. And oh, no I think, way. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, he was, was in that it a the, lot Was more. that the guy in the... His in the, roommate. His roommate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: they also must have changed the design a bit, because there is a little bit of him that you can only like, see from the comic book, but doesn't look much like him from the comic book.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I think originally they were going to go that route, and then you know depending on how how long ago they were writing it i think they had to change it after yeah exactly it's literally homecoming is the exact same plot yeah like we would have had identical movies if they had stuck with it
2: no yeah. pretty much yeah uh okay. so the other thing is about miles's whole character is obviously uh i guess this may might not be obvious he's from the ultimate universe not from the okay Secret yeah, the yeah.
0: universe so that's like that's like Two thousand, early 2000s right because ultimate kind of came around late to like early 2000s. yeah they were
2: trying to like rebrand the whole marvel universe kind of like right after the 90s comics so. yeah <laughs> uh, but in that spider-man died and miles took up the mantle without having like the quote-unquote blessing of spider-man that he gets in this yeah so he has to go through this whole process by himself uh which makes for like an interesting journey for him especially when he eventually does meet peter uh, who originally is a little bit taken aback and almost offended that somebody is taken on the mask?
0: Well that's a good backdrop to have for this because I think I think that was the biggest thing that I was confused about is how miles kind of fits in to the whole you know we have this big cinematic universe right now with Marvel. And how does he fit in with everything? And obviously, it's a cartoon. You can't really translate it because it's not part of the same universe as as, uh, what we have with the Avengers and stuff like that. However, at the same time, it technically is. Like that's the interesting thing about this film is that it it makes mention to the other Spider-Man films Um, a little bit. Yeah, I would say it's it. It it has like it takes like remember in uh, Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi film. you remember when Doc Ock throws the taxi cab through the cafe? Yeah, of and course. Said, yeah, totally. They have that exact same shot in this film, and then when he in in the same Spider-Man two, he ha- holds the train, yeah. uh, stops it from going up against the wall. Absolutely the same. shots
2: are technically different. Uh, so for yeah. like for example, the uh, uh, like the the hair is different. He catches it in the film where he just punches it in Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, So, like, they are similar but different, but I agree. They make crazy references.
0: And they also reference the worst one of the series, but in the the best way possible. Yeah, in the best way possible. (laughs) I
1: think the idea is the original, like, Spider-Man we get in Spider-Verse is imagine if the Spider-Man that we got in the movies that we've already got was literally the best Spider-Man he could possibly have been. Like, you don't see him mess up. He's perfect. Like, the other Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, literally says, he's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, you know- uh, I've been calling the one that dies Peter A. Parker,
2: oh. <laughs> and I- the other
0: one Peter B. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I and this is a this is maybe a side note we can get into here, mm-hmm. unless you wanted to go any further with that. No, 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 just a little side note here or a little side conversation here. I am gonna try and believe that the Peter Parker that dies, and this is just for me because I don't see that the Peter Parker that's in the Miles Morales universe. I don't see that Peter Parker as the real Peter Parker for me. I don't even, and I and I don't really necessarily see Peter B. Parker being the real Spider Man as well too, but I see him more being the Spider Man than say the Spider Man with the blonde hair that dies from Kingpin. Because here's the thing: um, all of my knowledge about Spider Man, the reason why I like him so much, is the fact that he he uh, can never be killed. Pretty much, like he's pretty much invincible. Um, and the fact that Kingpin just rolls up and like smashes his ribcage I'm just like well here's the thing the one thing I remember learning from spider-man is that he can lift like thousands of pounds and like and tons or whatever the hell and he's just super strong and his ability to get smashed by the kingpin is just kind of like all right I mean and I feel like obviously that's like a motivation to drive the story I get that
1: I think he was already like dying
2: yeah because he fought green goblin prowler and kingpin also kingpin in this film has like minor superpowers
0: yeah Yeah. he's super strong what i'm saying but what i'm saying is is for me he's not the spider-man
2: i think you're
1: missing the point i think the idea is anyone can be spider-man there's no there's no i I there's no real spider-man i know
0: but this is my gripe with the film i think this is my only gripe with the film was the fact that they kill off spider-man when i remember learning as a kid that he's pretty much impenetrable that was just my thought okay I think I don't know you can agree with me or not but that was just like I see this like I worked in the idea that like I, I, I've been feeling like after watching it a second time that this multiverse that we're getting is not really the same you know universe like the one with Miles is the real one like I wonder if we haven't actually gotten that Spider-Man yet because I don't ever remember remember Peter Parker being blonde either
1: again the idea is that he, Peter Parker the one that dies is just a version of spider-man yeah that's what i'm saying there's no there's no one definitive spider-man
0: i mean there is for me but that's just me
1: i guess (laughs) yeah i think the point of the movie is to try to push you towards seeing it as you know anyone can be yeah yeah
0: i guess yeah i mean i guess that's the message of the film but at the same time i mean there's only one spider-man that's just me
1: but there isn't only one (laughs)
0: spider-man I know, but... Um, There's five in this movie. Brenda just wants 616
2: Spider-Man, which is the one from the comic books. Yeah. Right. Um, Who may or may not have died at some point. I'm actually unclear. I'm not sure.
0: Well, no. I think in the comic books, he his brain got swapped out with oh, Doc Ock. Oh, that's true. And then oh.
2: Doc Ock, he died in Doc Ock's body once. Yeah. That's true, for sure. And then he
0: like I got his brain that. switched back or something happened. I can't remember. Yeah,
2: that was a whole thing. I <laughs> we, we can get into it, but that is not what people listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Anyways, uh, that was just a side note that I had. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I, I want to just comment because, again, I'm not the biggest Spider-Man comic book fan in this room. Um, I want to comment on how cool the movie looks and how much it reminds me of reading comic books as a kid and growing up. Cause, uh, and Carmen mentioned this to my girlfriend when we were watching this. She was just like, I'm not a comic book fan, but I really like the way the movie looks. And I was like, yeah. And then I came in and I was like, yeah, it's because it's supposed to look like a comic book. And she goes, I know you're being an idiot. I already (laughs) knew this. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Thought I could be kind of like that guy with the information about comic books because that was my whole life as a kid. So I don't know.
1: No, it's stunning and it makes comic books very accessible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it absolutely. Is beautiful. Yeah, it also makes you feel like maybe you should be wearing 3D glasses at times. No, for sure. I, <laughs> I
2: I actually noticed that's how they that's how they play with the depth. Yeah, yeah. Is whatever is like out of focus. They just kind of make almost that 3D. You do sure. have to
1: adjust to that sort of slight blurring the first time you watch it. Um, after that, I completely got used to it. Yeah. Um, but it is no, it's incredible what they've done with the style and how just gorgeous it looks. Yeah.
0: Can I ask, uh, what is this whole number fixation on the number 42? Because I took it as a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. But oh, that's interesting. just Because I was like, oh, the meaning of life, 42. And I was like, and Carmen, too, because she's a big fan of yeah. that, that. those books, you know, um, because it's a huge pastime in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just was like, oh, the number 42. Yeah, and it just no. keeps showing up. It's the, the spider number. It's the numbers that fall down when Miles falls down off the building the first time he tries to fly. Yeah. Um, what do you? What is it, guys? Like, can you can you give me some insight here? I'm a little. I mean, bit...
1: Matt's read the comics, so he'll know more about this than I would.
2: Oh, sorry, I thought you had a.
0: Matt's got his arms cr- crossed, like ready to go. Well,
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I thought you said Matt. Matt I thought this was Matt, Matt's gonna know more, but that's oh, the... but
1: that's the, that's like it's a world number. It's like a universe number. Oh,
0: okay. So, like the new fifty-two,
2: kind of like. Uh, that's pretty close. Uh, it's. Uh, it's been a while, but if memory serves, it's there were a bunch of spiders that got made. That, that oh, that's and right, and that was the forty second of the of oh, the spiders. Okay. See,
1: okay. I didn't even know.
0: But if we do take it as a metaphor for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the meaning of life, <laughs> I just thought this is the, this is just me in the literary brain. I was just kind of like, oh my god, that's so cool because then it's like there's this whole metaphor about like what does your life mean? Like you know what I mean? Like with great expe- with uh, like great expectations. Or whatever, not uh, great re- response, whatever. What is the thing that Uncle Ben says? With great power and great responsibility. Yeah, there's that. Uh, and then there's the he has to write that paper on great expectations or something like that, or your expectations yep. of yourself. No, great expectations. So it all kind of fits in. like, who are you? You know, I'm Spider Man. You know what I mean? You could um, totally
1: make that argument.
0: And that's why I was like, okay, this fits in really well. And even if it, it wasn't and it wasn't the intention of the filmmakers to do that, I was still kind of like, yeah, man, this is so cool because I really like that book. You know? Yeah. And that film, the film's really good too. I think it's um,
1: a coincidence, but it is a it is it's a cool obviously a coincidence.
0: coincidence. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, oh man, I really want to know. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh,
2: it's also it's a different spider, and that's also why Miles has a slightly different power set than okay. the Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay.
1: Speaking of which, you can see during the like introduction scene to the spider, the little forty-two spider, he's like uh, camouflaging to the cans of paint. So that's how you can. That's that's why. Uh, Miles can do it because he has the camouflage ability that the spider did, and the spider also has little blue zappy yep. fingers. Um,
2: uh, and when he when he bites, you can see it. It like z- it uh, goes out in the lightning shock, like uh, Miles's venom shock. Yeah. Uh, uh, although I will say that I think in the comics, his venom shock is just like it quote unquote shocks your system, but I don't think it's electricity.
0: Uh, it works the same way.
2: I think it was good for the film. I just, yeah, as, long no. as, as long as as long as long people are asking, nobody asked. Uh,
0: <laughs> hey, Matt. I'm just yeah? joking. Uh, <laughs> this is just me being a little kid and I didn't really understand how it worked. But I also still knew about the whole... I kind of knew about the multiverse thing after watching the Spider-Man animated series back in the 90s. And that there was multiple different Spider-Mans. I actually thought Deadpool um, was a version of a Spider-Man when I was a kid. Uh, and then I learned he wasn't. Um, but funny enough, I don't know. I was trying to like add a segue in there with a story, but, uh, funny enough, I find that the entirety of the Spider-Man kind of like the history of Spider-Man in film these days is kind of a bit self-referential, like Deadpool almost like he, he kind of like lives outside of the boundaries of the film kind of. Uh, and, and a lot of that comes from the beginning of the film where they, you know, they mention the other films that Sam Raimi made and you know, all that stuff. Um, but the other one was the fact that every time a new Spider-Man gets introduced, they go, all right, kids, let's do this one more. Let's do this one last time. And I didn't get that until the second time I watched the film and I was like, Oh my God, when they say one last time, they mean like, Hey audience, we know you're sick of seeing the origin story of Spider-Man. Let's show you this one last time. And then they show you like six times. And I, and I absolutely love that because, um, I remember when they rebooted the new Spider-Man, they're like, oh my God, I hope I don't see the Spider-Man origin. again. oh my God, you know what I mean? For and it sure. was the same thing with homecoming. Everyone's just like, oh my God, yeah. I don't want to see the origin. And people had that same complaint with, um, with Batman as well.
2: I, I agree. I think, I think we got the Batman origin. We can skip at The next Batman. Yeah, movie. yeah.
0: Like I think, I think it's just a little bit, we we already understand where he comes from, what his deal is. Um, But I kind of find it a little bit self referential. Like I kind of want to ask like what your guys' take on it was. And like, how did it make you feel to feel like you were part of the film to some regard? Like the like you get called out to as as a as a fan um, of the film in general when you watch the film, and I wanted to know what you guys thought about it.
1: Well, I mean, I think when you have a, a superhero that's had this many movies made about it, you kind of have to get meta or like self self referential about it. Yeah. Or. People aren't gonna take your movie seriously. Like they're just gonna if you ignore all of this information that people already have, you're either gonna bore the audience or you're think you're treating them like they're idiots, you know? Yeah. So and I you So said, do you
0: to so you feel to some degree some degree that uh, if they were to do an origin story or something like that without being self referential, you'd be calling your audience kind of idiots,
1: maybe well, no. What I'm saying is how they handled it. I mean, I it, feel that way. How they handled regard. it in this movie was very smart. They kept it short, they kept it concise. They stylized it beautifully. Like, each time they introduce someone, the the front of their comic book slams down. And they all stack up throughout the movie. Like, the, they, they pile up on top of each other. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, is Miles, I have to ask this because I was a little bit confused here, but was, was Miles reading a comic book with himself in it?
2: No, Miles, uh, the only comic we see is uh, Spider-Man issue one. Yeah. Uh so he was reading one with Peter Parker in it. Oh, okay. Um, but Peter Parker's existed in that world for like fifteen years, so okay. I guess somebody got around to making his origin.
1: Okay. He does mention in his ver- own introduction that he's like, I'm a comic book, I'm a serial. Like he he knows that they've made a comic book about him, and I think they've probably he probably consulted on it. <laughs> like
2: Yeah. For, I mean, they know about the spider bite that he yeah. must have.
1: Um so yeah. It's cool. cool. It's really cool. And the idea that the, you know, the multiverse leaves all of these different versions open to coming into the film. And endless
0: possibilities. Yeah.
1: In theory, we're in the multiverse. We're just, you know, we don't have Spider-Man, you know? We Uh, we
2: actually, we, our universe has a number in the Marvel. does it? I don't remember what what our number is. I can find out if you really want to know.
1: Oh, no, that's fine. That's just cool. I didn't know that we were included somehow. That's kind of fun.
2: It's 42. (laughs) 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 Uh, And, uh... I guess how I feel about all this is it's, uh, A, I love the meta aspect of there is a there is a comic book in the, like a Spider-Man comic in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but also I think it was really smart of them to give us the same but different for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we have seen it. And this was, uh, you want the same but different? Let's do every possible aspect of the same but different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I it was I th- really cool. I think um I really did like the fact that they had um, Spider-Man noir in this as well because that's a part of... I mean, it was interesting that they added that character in because um, I really liked the noir series that came out because those were a set of like one offs that they did back in the mid 2000s, like early mid 2000s. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is really interesting because I read the I own the Wolverine uh, it's like a, it's like a set of four. They're not that great, but they're interesting. You're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like well, different Spider-Man setting.
2: Noir was the first one. I think the first run of that was really good, and yeah. then once they yeah. <laughs> tried to expand on it, it didn't get so good. Yeah, I mean,
0: they tend to, they do that kind of now too. For sure, like, yeah. They're rebooting a lot of, like doing like Old Man Hawkeye and like all these different things right now, right?
2: Yeah, I think they've tried to spin off 1602 even at one point.
1: I mean, I. Love Spider-Man Noir in this movie so funny. Literally everything Nick Cage says is hilarious.
0: Sometimes I let the sometimes I let, let, let a match, match burn down the...
1: to my fingers just so I can feel something, <laughs> anything. Or like when he introduce when he gets introduced, they're like, "Why is it? Where's this wind coming from?" He's like, "Wherever I go, the wind follows, and the wind it smells like rain."
0: <laughs> so good.
1: Everything he says is hilarious. Or the it's part so where
0: uh, we don't we don't. <laughs> We don't pick the dance floor. We, we don't. Just,
1: we don't pick the ballroom. We just
0: dance. That was actually so good. That's I love such a good line. line. Yeah, it's one of the best lines in the whole film. But no,
1: this film is hilarious. Like yeah. it is so funny.
0: It's a great film, and and the funny thing is, is it does a lot with Pixar does that I really appreciate. Is they have jokes that are like set off in the distance, like so, like somebody will go like, like Miles, one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is Miles goes, I feel that, or he's like he says in the film, he's like he's talking to me or something. He's like, I don't think he's talking to you specifically. And then this cuts.
1: He's like, it's a metaphor. metaphor.
0: (laughs) Um, But the coolest thing is, is that like that, that aspect of comedy that they'll add in these kind of newer, um, these newer age uh, uh, animated films that they don't really do. I find in live action films where a joke is being told kind of, um, like in the background, like it's almost like, it's very similar to, I mean, it's a, no, it's a reoccurring joke, but it's still kind of interesting, but it it has the same audio quality where like team rocket, when they're blasting off again into space or something like that, it's like, they'll be like, they'll be like team rocket is blasting off again. And they'll say like, meow too. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a piece of dialogue that is ending it is ending before it is begun in the background. Do you know what I mean? It's not really yeah, important, absolutely. but if you catch it, it's almost like it's as like a it's like something for you personally because you don't know if everybody else in the room is a part of the group that had heard that. Do you know no, what I mean? for sure, it's like uh, a secret two, two, joke.
2: Two things. First of all, it's uh, meowth. That's right, you savage. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember <laughs> clearly. Uh, uh, and second, yeah, this film gets a lot uh, gets away with a lot uh, tonally due to, due to its animated nature. Like mm-hmm. uh, in a live action. Uh, movie, that whole scene where he's suddenly walking outside the building wouldn't work. The setup would have been sloppy. Him just walking around outside in a live-action thing. The fact that only Gwen sees him would have just been preposterous. But in an animated film, whatever, do what you want. It's great. That's one
1: of my favorite things about Spider-Man in animated form is there's just, he's so fluid and his choreography is so complicated. There's just something that animation can capture about him that Is just infinitely harder in live action. Yeah. Like, animated Spider Man is my favorite. Like, I really like Tom Holland, and I think they're doing great stuff with the Avengers and stuff, but there's just so much choreography in this movie that is incredible that I am positive they couldn't recreate in in a live action movie. I I
0: think, I think. I might disagree to some extent when it comes to looking at the, the homecoming films and how well they made homecoming. Um, I mean,
1: I still, I love homecoming, but I'm I saying I might watch that-
0: it tonight to be honest with you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably one of my favorite superhero films that they've done of the new, like the like Avengers it. saga. Um, but I think, I think if I were to stick it, like I could easily see this being put, um, not maybe like Gwen being seeing him the only one on the wall or whatever, but in regards to like, like the whole scene where he's like hits the window and the professor doesn't see it. And then he hits the window again and the professor doesn't see it. Like I could see that happening in a live action film. Um But I, I do agree to some extent too. Um I, th- I think, I think that people are, I think animated films are getting more smart in the way that they tell their comedy. And I feel like this film and the reason why it might have won the Oscar, um, even though Oscars in my opinion or a bit of a sham uh, except when it comes to animated films because there's usually only like two good animated films that come out a year um but in regards to this film i think what it what its attention got grabbed was the way it's able to tell comedy or and, and tell a story and have and and like i don't know what it is it's just like this weird tone that has now been enveloped throughout all of like most really good cartoons um these days and they've been doing it in the Pixar films for ages since they started and it's just it's just timing i think timing is everything and it's something the avengers films have done really well too it's just timing being able to tell a joke right um
1: it's written it's been written very very well is it lord miller did they both i think one n- of them no. wrote it
2: uh i think was no uh, was, it was it chris not.
1: they produced it
2: the, yeah their, their names are on here somewhere it's, it's
0: it's an actual it's an actual like um here
1: i have it writing credentials yeah phil lord rodney rothman yeah okay yeah um
0: it had an 8.7 and now it's got an 8.5 oh kids (laughs) um but funny enough talking about the guys who've made this show um death love and robots which is on um netflix right now amazing show Everybody should watch Can it. Can recommend. It's, it's on it. There's like a, a cop. I've only seen the first six, but I'm like, I remember just watching one. I was like, what where's my life? Where what is going on? Because I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it was really um, cool. But I remember watching uh because I hadn't seen Into the Spider-First yet, um, but i <laughs> I bought the, the film and I had to wait a week because Carmen really wanted to watch it, and so did Corey. And uh Corey loved this film. Corey does not like superhero films, but Corey is a big fan of this film. He laughed harder than any of us. Um but I remember I had to wait. And prior to that point, I watched Death, Love, and Robots. And I was like, I was watching one episode, because they're all an anthology series. And I was watching one episode, and it's called The Witness. And I was kind of like, this art style looks really familiar. And I found out that the same guy who made and directed this film also directed that episode of the film with the guy who, uh, what's his name? Tim Miller is the guy who makes this show. Okay. Um but yeah, I, I can the, totally see that art style. Tim Miller is the guy it's who similar. who does who made the first Deadpool movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then, um but the guy who did the Witness did the. I think Tim Miller is the writer for most of them, but then he gets certain directors for each different one. But the director who did this helped create. Into he did the art. He did the art for um Spider-Man into the spider-verse right yeah cool. yeah, yeah. So, cool, yeah yeah. so that's why i was kind of like oh this feels kind of really similar um but yeah i don't know that's just kind of a cool little no, that's great little thing i did i did some did some investigating and i found out so if you haven't watched death love and robots yet uh ribbits go out and watch it it's great so i
2: mean, i also feel like with so many animated films uh they try to recreate what pixar has done and this is just such a such a breath of fresh air as far as animation goes because like absolutely we we've seen the Pixar style, and probably nobody's ever going to do it better than Pixar. So it's nice to see some experimentation and to just see it done well.
0: Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's definitely it's like a new age type. That's what I was. It, it's kind of like com, coming with the comedy. It's a new age of like animation. I think we have the tech now for it. Yeah, to it's be just able to make it happen. it's nice
1: to see that like animation studios are trying to like. Reinvent the animation, like, because yeah. it, it, it would suck if we stagnated. Like, I, I mean, again, the Disney, the three D Disney animated movies look great and they're awesome. Yeah, but it's if if that's all we were gonna get, and and this movie was animated in that style, it wouldn't be the same. it Absolutely, wouldn't have been as good.
0: Do you think you could have watched a Spider Man into the Spider Verse in a Pixar kind of?
1: I mean, if that's that what would they, have been
0: really cool. Is,
1: if that's what they made, it would have been good. Yeah. But I think the medium that they created for this movie is such an important part of it
0: yeah
2: well i mean i do think it looks similar to other styles like when blonde when blonde spider-man dies yeah uh in that scene he looks just like hiccup from how to train your dragon okay yeah Uh, yeah uh, later when later when they show his picture on like Times square or whatever it doesn't look like hiccup when he's actually like dying and when he like looks at miles i was just like oh this is blonde hiccup yeah. Uh, next thing you watch, I can see Emily looking at me sideways. Uh, next time you watch Spider Verse, we be, be looking for it, and you won't be able to
0: unsee it. I mean, like, I don't know. I okay. can. I will okay. say. I will say that to some degree, yes. But he also doesn't take his mask off, so you don't really know his blonde hair until later on.
2: Yeah, no. But when when he takes his mask, uh, mask off and you can like see him, it's you can. He looks like Hiccup.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I th- I think that style that that art style too for the How to Train Your da- Dragon are quite. Uh, similar to some regard, they're they're off by like like the smallest amount in regards to the similarity of the art style. And I think what singles this film out is is the comic book look that they use, which is like a focus on that uh, the kind of like octagon uh, the cell color shadiness, yeah, the uh, like the the print. Because the yeah, reason the, the, why their
2: settings are very different, but their character designs are quite similar. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like if you watch, and the movement is really important too. I think I think the way these characters move are really important. I mean, if you watch The Witness and Death Love and Robots, it's very similar. Where the movements look like look real, like they look like it's actually somebody moving. It's very well. Animated. Um, and it feels it. It's like the equivalent to somebody trying to move through sand versus moving through water. It's like very fluid.
1: They also like splice in. The different styles of like the animation from the different universes like for example they they throw the freeze frames in there like there's a couple that are really obvious like when miles jumps the train tracks when he's running from prowler for sure yeah there's one that there's a really quick one when gwen kicks scorpion in the face on top of the house Mm -hmm. um but there's also something i noticed is um penny and i only really noticed it when they were chilling in the house right before that sort of confrontation at aunt may's house Um, but Penny has a fewer, has fewer frames than everybody else Yeah, it's because anime has traditionally fewer frames. Like you can see she moves. Well, not because it's 2D, but because literally anime was made on a budget, like in its origins. So it had fewer frames on purpose because it was cheaper. Like they just animated fewer frames. So she moves in a slightly and not in a way that it's jarring. It's just, if you're paying attention, you can see that she has fewer frames than the people around her Mm. because that's the style of the animation. Excuse me, that's the style of the animation mm-hmm. and probably that's the way everyone looks and moves in her universe, you know? Like she I don't know, it's just the details in this movie are crazy. Like for example, Peter E. Parker's nose is broken, there's a dent in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um what else? There's so much. Uh, one
2: of one of my favorite like blink and you miss it moments yeah. is uh right when it's right in the uh right in the subway scene where Miles and Kingpin are fighting. Yeah. Uh, and there's like flashes, like different of like uh, his wife and his son. Yeah. And in one of those flashes, his son is Matt Murdock. No way. Red red glasses. Like I think he has the cane. It's just Matt Murdock. I didn't notice it until this <gasps> viewing.
1: I didn't notice that either. That'd be so
0: cool to have Matt Murdock in the co- in in this.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like young Matt Murdock. So it's yeah. like he's mm. like the age of what Kingpin's son is supposed to be. But yeah. it's un- unmistakably Matt Murdock. Cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't notice that at all.
0: I think that's another big. Like, I want to mention it again, but I I think Kingpin is the coolest in this film. Like, I think the way that they decided to make, like, you never really know how big he is. Like, it's just so kind of confusing.
1: He's just this huge intimidating, like, He takes up the screen.
0: There's there's a couple of shots in the film where only his arm takes up the shot, but there's no discerning where his arm, like, begins and ends. It's just, it's just like a black screen with a hand. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like, what the hell? But uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: I have a couple of minor criticisms, but I have one major criticism and this might be a little nitpicky, but I can't get over it. Okay. And that's at multiple times. The first time it happens, I'll just tell you what it is. Uh, all of the spider people keep just saying miles in front of supervillains. So when they're first leaving the uh, Kingpin's factory, Alchemex, um, there's literally uh, the shot where miles swings for the first time. Peter swings, punches, uh, a uh, Doc hawk in the face and then he's inches from her face and he's like nice job Miles and I was like hey my man this is <laughs> yeah. a secret identity thing and then when they're all fighting Kingpin at the very end uh, all of the Spider-Men from different parts of the room all yell Miles! Mm. And I'm like yeah this guy's secret
0: identity is shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've
1: never noticed that
0: I mean that does lead into the fact that I mean I don't know maybe this will lead into the next film but they had Aaron, his uncle Aaron, die in this film, but doesn't... Well, I'm, I, the only reason why I'm saying this is because maybe them finding out who he is might play a part in the next film. Um, and he usually does. The identity Yeah, the, the identity thing always becomes a huge part of the Spider-Man and his origin stories. Um, but his father dies in the comics, am I not mistaken? That's right. Uh, yeah.
2: Jeff, Jeff dies in the comics. Yeah. Uh, Prowler, I think, also dies, although Prowler has come back to life since...
0: Yeah, I I didn't I actually didn't like that his uncle Aaron was Prowler. I didn't really that was my uh, that, biggest that, grudge. That's
2: from comic. That's from yeah, comic that's, accurate. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 in fact, that character is Donald Glover in the MCU. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's how
1: they. That's how they hinted that maybe there'll be a Miles in the MCU mm. because Donald Glover is the Prowler.
2: And he he, make, and he his makes nephew. reference. He makes reference to his nephew exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: He's like, I got a kid nephew. I don't want those weapons in this neighborhood. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, that's
0: right. In Homecoming, in, in a deleted
2: scene in Homecoming, uh, when he's stuck to the thing, mm-hmm. he gets a call from presumably uh, Miles's mom. He's no just way. like, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to be late. <laughs> uh,
0: she's just like, he's like, no, no, you don't understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really funny.
0: I really, I, I, I think that was the thing that I didn't because I'm not didn't know about Prowler's origin, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think I didn't like. The fact that that's what it was, even though I didn't know that... Like, I didn't see his motivation. He's just like, I was just trying to get you to look up to me. It's like, why would you look up to an evil villain?
1: Well, no, here's the thing. is like...
0: Like, what's the motivations of Prowler, then, I guess, what I'm he's going just, for?
1: He's a super villain. He... he it's well, he's just, not a very
0: good super villain because he got shot and died. Tr- I think he'd make a bulletproof vest if I were you. It's the
1: choice that he made. You know, earlier in the movie, Jeff, the dad, is talking about how he thinks that Aaron... Went kind of sideways, and I don't think that Jeff knows that he's an actual like super criminal. Yeah, but like he's made some bad choices in his life, right? Like he's insinuating that Aaron sort of turned to a life of crime or you know shady business. You yeah. know, I
0: um, mean, with a really nice apartment like that in New York City, I mean, like come on, now nah, you can afford that. <laughs> but <laughs> usually, like, they get a toilet and a shower, and you sleep in the shower with the bed, and and your 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 sink is your. Is your, you know, cooking utensil. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was a good... Super expensive New York. That's what I was getting at.
1: I thought it was a good, powerful moment, though. Yeah. Um. Even though I did see it coming, because I knew that the Prowler was I mean, Miles's was, uncle. It was, like, but it was a good moment when he's... The Prowler has Miles hanging off the roof of a building and is going to kill him. And then he reveals himself, and they have this moment. And he he dies for his nephew. Like, he chooses not to proceed further, and he knows that Kingpin is going to shoot him. Like Miles I don't doesn't know, if know he knows that. that. Oh, I'm certain. I'm certain.
0: I just thought that was kind of. I, I I think that was that was my biggest gripe in the film was how Prowler died because I was just kind of like. Mm all right come on like like if you can beat the shit out of Spider-Man I would assume that you're wearing some sort of protective armor to not get shot like I mean, Spider-Man villain. doesn't use guns well my, my assumption is that I mean this is
2: a couple of cognitive leaps but Kingpin likely funded whatever armor he's wearing oh probably and so then likely Kingpin has the gun that can kill the guy that he made
0: okay so we're gonna stretch that far then.
2: Uh, I, I mean I agree it's a bit of a stretch my big thing as It's far a as, kids film though, no too. For sure. uh, <laughs> like, my big thing as far as costumes go is I as much as I like like uh, um Olivia Octavius. I hate those arms. Oh, you do? The inflatable arms? They look like me. weird little glow worms. I can I can, beat, I can beat that version of Doc Ock with a pen.
1: I like that they redesigned her and didn't just put a woman into the metal Doc Ock suit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I like how they completely redid her design. Like
0: I almost prefer after watching this too. I almost prefer that Doc Ock is a female over a male. I thought
1: I mainly because I kind of
0: get really sick of. I mean, I get I get the whole origin of Spider-Man being like he's kind of still trying to find his Uncle Ben, and he's missing that that fatherly figure in his life, and so that's why like Doctor Octavius, the the male version becomes kind of like his surrogate father, and same with the. Same with the. It's similar. Are you talking about
2: the PS4 version?
0: I, I'm talking about the. the it's, it's very similar. Like they have a relationship. Like he he has relationships with other uh, like scientist figures. Like the lizard guy always. Uh, nice. Kurt Connors. Yeah, he has a relationship with him has a relationship with uh Dr. Octavius in the in the in the game but I'm pretty sure they probably had a very similar relationship in the comic books as well. Uh,
2: the game kind of plays it up much more than it is in the comics, but I love that interpretation of but, Spider-Man. Yeah, me too for yeah, Doc Ock, uh, But
0: I think I think it's really really cool that we have a female like supervillain because I don't know one we don't get that very much in the Rogue's Gallery of uh in, of um Spider-Man and also two, all the ones that we get are overly sexualized. Like, when you look at, like, a Black Cat, you know what I mean? And you're just kind of like, well, that's exactly, that's just what Catwoman is. And it's the same thing for, I mean, you could say the exact same thing about the rogues gallery for um, Batman as well. That's why they're very similar, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, Um, like
2: I said, I really like Olivia Octavius. I just do not like those arm design. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, no, 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 for sure. I I totally get what you're saying. I, I think I just wanted to make mention over the fact that I think I really appreciated the fact that they went... For something different,
1: I think that's something that's a real strength of this movie and the multiverse idea is it's just so inclusive. Like
0: you can do literally anything.
1: Again, anyone can wear the mask. Anyone can be a villain. You can have a main character that is like African American and Puerto Rican. It's just such an inclusive movie, and it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like it's pandering. It feels so natural, and the movie does such a good job of making it feel good like a like i don't here's, here's
0: a question for you then what's that i get what you're saying um do you think that they could do that in a live action film it was have the same impact
1: i mean like you mean like the exclusive part yeah i mean like i that's the ideal world right is where we have movies where we've we've built up actors of all from all walks of life yeah you know so, so that so that you can do that you know like that's the ideal world obviously the film industry isn't there yet
0: oh obviously it is way
1: easier to do this in an animated setting at this point in time yeah i just think that it's important for these characters to be seen in these roles in these films
0: and the reason the reason why i i think this is really important that we have this inclusivity is because and i like that this film does this is because it tells more it gives more opportunity for stories like that's the one thing that I because I've been taking this video game class, um, and we're talking about inclusivity, like the whole class is about video games, and like uh, it's called video games like race and gender and sexuality or something like that, and cool. and pretty much the whole course is we talk about inclusivity, uh, and 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 a lot of the argument stems from look if we have more inclusivity in video game culture, we'll have way more options to tell different narratives. Yeah. And, and that's a thing that I think a lot of like mainstream cinema deals with these these problems is they they have a hard time being able to realize that they could market different they can spend like a bill, like a million dollars on a film and be like well you know we're not gonna make all of our money back and I, I get that but like I don't know I just I just want to see different stuff like we get I mean, we're getting it more in video games now. We're getting it a lot in animated films, and animated films have always been there, though, like being able to tell these inclusive stories, um, and we get different varieties of stories, and you know what I mean? So, I don't know.
2: Uh, I would be shocked if Phase 4 of Marvel isn't incredibly inclusive. Oh, yeah. for
0: sure. Like, I think uh, the next Iron Man is probably going to be a female.
2: Yeah, it could be Riri from the comics, Yeah, and I also think we're going to get Young Avengers soon, because that'll be a g- uh, good uh, gay representation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it'll be good. And maybe maybe runaways if we're lucky. Uh runaways exists, my, my Man. I know, but in the in the real in the real world though. It's technically canon with nah, That's No, it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> if the Netflix is not canon, then get the f*** out. I mean, Netflix was canon until They were like, recently. "Hey, no." <laughs> yeah. There was something else, Matt, that you had said about Stan that I thought was quite interesting <laughs> before we started recording.
2: Uh yeah, Stan's actually in this film a bunch. Uh a bunch of the art directors just all decided that they were going to throw in Stan whenever they could. So where, the,
0: so where is he, then, exactly?
2: Uh, I only caught one other time the first time I watched it, and then I caught another one this time, but there's presumably others. Okay. Uh, and that's right when Peter and Miles fall down underneath the subway, uh, you see Stan stepping over them.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I thought that was him. Probably. Yeah.
2: And then later on, you do see Stan on the subway really quickly as it's passing by. Oh, he's
0: always on a subway in films. <laughs> he is, right? <laughs> well, he was in Captain Captain Marvel. He was on the subway. Uh, he was on the subway in, well, no, it wasn't a subway. It was a bus. No, it was a subway.
2: In uh, Doctor Strange?
0: And No, in Captain Marvel, he was on a subway, mm-hmm. and then he was on a subway in the Spider-Man movies as well. Yeah,
2: he also in Doctor Strange.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. He's just always running that subway, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he likes subway sandwiches, maybe that'd be funny. <laughs> That would be great if he was on a subway eating a subway sandwich and then making some sort of snarky quote about being a superhero film. They
2: also, because it's not like Stan says anything relevant to the film. so oh, absolutely it's, not. It's very possible they just like, like, hey, Stan, can you come in for like three hours on on one day? They come into set like, all right, what do we have? A subway? All right, Stan, sit there. Read these three lines. Okay, sit there. Read
0: these, and they cut it no, in later. They've
1: definitely, I'm sure that they've recorded some stuff. Ahead of time. Oh hell yeah! So that and they can if insert not, him to future movies. If for sure.
0: not, they've definitely like put, they've definitely captured like mo-capped his face. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll princess Leia him eventually. Like yeah. he'll de- he'll be in pretty much all. It, it's going to be a bit in Uncanny Valley, but it's going to be. Uh, He's going to be in every single Marvel film till the end of time. There's
1: ways that they can do it, like I mean, without do. it being weird. Yeah, like Captain it. in Captain Marvel, they don't actually show his face really. Like you no, get, they do. You, you get a side profile. He just
0: doesn't say anything. No, you see his full face. He just doesn't oh, say really? anything. He just smiles. I don't remember that. Yeah, he just is in there, and he he they. She pulls the paper down. She looks at him. he, he smiles at her, and she smiles oh. back, and then.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, okay, I do. remember yeah. They could also
2: do it the same way they do it in Defenders, which is just they have his picture in
0: the background of things. So yeah, he's not yeah, like yeah. In yeah. The, he's not in the series. What did you guys think uh, aside from because we talked about Doc Ock? But what did you guys think of the rest of the Rogues gallery and what we saw of them? You get Tombstone in there.
1: They were fine. I mean, like again, I don't think they were really the focus of the movie. You know, like it was I mean, about the spider really, people. Like they were cool. It's
0: really cool to have. I mean, I think it's 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 um. It's an idea for good things to come, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I really, the one thing I always really liked about Spider Man and his Rogues Gallery was like, oh, I can't wait till he fights like Venom or he fights, you know, um, Green Goblin or Hobgoblin. You know what I mean? It was just always like, I can't wait for the next villain and how that's going to look, right? Um And the only, actually, the only thing that I really appreciated about those amazing Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield was the fact that they always set up the next villain. And I was like, oh my god, there's the vulture, and then, you know, there's the lizard. Like, it was just...
2: Yeah, the Andrew Garfield films really wanted to build to a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah.
0: and that's why they had Rhino, uh, Paul Giamatti, in the beginning of the film. Um, because he was going to be the next, you know, he's part of Sinister Six or whatever. And I really liked that, and I thought it was really cool. And it was just really interesting to see... The different variations of the, of the rogues gallery in this film, um, and I don't know.
1: You're right. Like in fingers crossed, and I think they will make another Spider Verse movie, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, but like, I mean
0: the post credit scene
2: tells you they will.
1: Right, and like in the future movies, you we could get a three sinister, like, sinister sixes. You know what I mean? Like, they could be fighting all of them at the same time. Like, all the different versions of them. Like, you're right. There's so much room for opportunity. There's,
2: there's actually a shot with Aunt May where they tease what's to come. No way. It's very, it's very quick, very subtle. Uh, So there's a character in comic books called Madame Web. Okay, yes. Uh, and basically, she is the person at the, in the middle of the at web, the connecting of the web. all yeah. the spider people. And there's just a shot with Aunt May where she's uh, sitting there drinking her tea and she's just like... Uh, took you long enough. When Miles
1: Miles comes back to sort of take up the suit or whatever, right? Yeah,
2: so Madame Web is a thing that she's usually an older woman. uh, Older, not like old, old woman, but older woman. uh, She usually sits in her big chair and she has like a big web behind her. And the way that like the screens are displayed behind her looks like a big web. So I think that was just like a subtle, it's at least a nod to Madame Web, but I think it's like
0: a hint that she's going to be in future movies. Cool, 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 cool. I think if they did make future movies, I think what they, I would really like... Is them to go back to Peter Parker?
1: I don't want that at all. See, I
0: really... Okay, that's the thing. is like Miles is cool. Don't get me wrong because he's a kid and like kids are cool. But then it's like, I don't know. I like my... I like my Spider-Man the same way I like my Shakespeare. I like it plain. I like it exactly the way it comes. Just give it to me. I guess
1: what I think is that... We've already had that a million times, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's
0: so cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, again, the. Because the, like, we haven't had a
0: really good one since the. Tom
1: Holland is yeah. literally. Homecoming.
0: No, we haven't had like a really. Like, he's a kid, though. Like, we haven't had the college version of the spider-man good ones since like the animated show back in the early I mean, 90s i we'll mean yeah.
1: yeah i think eventually we'll get it but like i think we
0: do you should... think they're gonna make a spider-man seven or some shit that'd be no, so I th- cool i think it's be, i think we're gonna get as
2: far as tom holland getting to his about as far as college and then he's going to go through the same cycle they go through in this movie i mean oh, like really? tom... that, I but absolutely do you yeah. think you could see him
0: being like a leader for the avengers at some point
2: no i think tom holland's gonna go the way of blonde spider-man in this movie not peter b parker
0: Oh, so he's gonna die. And make
2: way for MCU's Miles. Miles. Oh
1: Yeah
2: Eventually. I think I actually think that Tom Holland's probably gonna run the show in phase four.
1: Oh yeah. He he he'll um he'll take I don't wanna say leadership role, but like he's super popular and he's like
0: how great it is to have your life set? I want to be him. I want to be Tom Holland. If I, I could be anything in the world, it'd he's be Tom so Holland. young. He
1: mm-hmm. can commit to like five movies being Spider Man. Like why? Years, why would he? Twenty years
0: old and he's yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest thing you I could guess ever be.
1: Something that I could say to you is, um, if you're if you're hoping for more like super capable white bread. <laughs> Spider Man.
0: It's just more like.
1: Plain, regular or re- OG Spider-Man. If you want more of that, just watch the first 20 minutes of the movie again. Like the Spider-Man that dies yeah, is was- so freaking cool. Like, so- um, I'm kind of like, you know, <laughs> don't kink shame me. Um he like he like rolls his shoulders. He like he's he has such an ease about him. There's this part right at the beginning when he's at the collider and he's fighting the Punisher and he gets punched back into it so he's like lying underneath the cylinders
0: sorry
1: Sorry, what did i say punisher Punisher, i said the punisher sorry when he's that is really
0: cool when spider-man fights punisher um
1: when he's fighting the prowler sorry um he gets like shot back and he's sort of like underneath the cylinders and he sort of is like oh my god i'm so tired and then he sits up and he just stops it from moving with one hand so fucking cool
2: yeah I, i hate to say it my panties dropped. That was yeah, very good. So
1: like, he's so cool. And right after that is when he sort of rolls his sh- shoulders. Yeah. But that's and, the
0: point is that's why I think that it's kind of dumb that this Spider-Man died.
1: I think it's perfect. It's like, we well, have, it, we've had so much of that Spider-Man. It's time for other Spider-Mans to take up. Especially, take
2: up the- especially because that, like, that scene is like, he, he goes, he's like, Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. And he's, and he hasn't even defeated any of the three villains he's currently. Fighting. I, get, I yeah. guess
0: you're right. I think we do need to make more room for, uh, you know spider ham because that's exactly what i want in my life (laughs) i just want a movie about spider ham
1: i think one of my only like tiny complaints because again i love almost everything about this movie is uh, upon revisiting it a couple times i wish we got more of the three minor spiders like we don't actually get that much from spider-man noir or penny or well, you Spider-Man. don't really need
0: very much from Spider-Man I know, I, I guess because I'm just that's looking.
2: because Spider-Man looking Noir to is very simplistic. I'm sure we'll get more. Yeah, There's money to be made, so we'll get more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want
0: more than one of those Spider-Man. I want one Spider-Man movie a year. Uh, I I want to see
2: more of Penny. And I want to see more of Spider-Man Noir. And as much as I love John Mulaney... Spider Ham's a great
0: supporting character. I don't oh, want to no. see him in a lead role. I was just making a joke. Honestly. Oh, absolutely not! No, I mean, ca- ta- just... I was contradicting what Emily said, where she's like, "We need to make room for a new Spider Man, different Spider Man." Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I want, I want, I want my you know Spider Man, just plain Jane. Just give it to me. <laughs> just give me a Spider Man in college who doesn't look like he's eighty billion years old while he's in college or high school. Just give me that. Like that's what I want. But I guess we do already have that with Homecoming Spider-Man too. Yeah. So.
1: Um I mean not that I would want Spider-Ham or or even the other two in a leading role. I just wish that we had had a little bit more time with them. Yeah. In the movie? Like I just I I guess that's a testament to the film as like leave your audience wanting more, right? And that's what I wanted. So, I was good.
0: And I think that brings us to the end of our discussion of the film Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Matt, how do you think we did? I think we killed it as always. Yeah. We squashed that spider. I mean, not the cool one, but the ones that are kind of like creepy crawlies and they're frustrating to deal with. Do you know what I'm talking about, Emily?
1: You know, the the bug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a bug. It's an arachnid. There you go. Arachnids, are, arachnids are bugs. They're, well, not, they're not insects. Agreed to disagree. Because when you think of a bug, you think of an insect. Anyways, I'm right. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm probably totally wrong. Emily, how do you think we did?
1: I think we did awesome. Or awesome. Amazing.
0: Amazing, uh, Spider Man. There you yes, go. Yes, he saw got what it. <laughs> I saw what you're doing there. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I think we did pretty good. Um, it's obviously like we covered this film in the same way the film covers Spider Man as well. Um, we talk about everything to do with Spider Man aside from uh, just the film, which is important, I think, when we when uh, for us as individual film talker, discusser people, because we don't talk about film. Or we don't review film, we discuss it. So, with that, let's roll over to our arbitrary review of the film because we are, as I said, film discussers, not reviewers. So, Matt, what is your arbitrary review for this film?
2: Uh, I give this film one big
0: leap of faith. Oh, that's a good one.
1: (gasps) That is good. Um, Emily. Yeah.
0: What is your arbitrary review? My arbitrary
1: review for this film is 1 million. Spider-Man shoulder rolls.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Okay.
2: (laughs) And what about you, Brendan? What's your arbitrary review of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse?
0: Mine would be whatever Spider-Ham says when he introduces himself and how he talks about his pants at that one point. Do you remember that? I think that was probably the best part of the whole movie. He's like, I dance and I laugh and I drop my pants or something like that. I don't know. I just and thought it,
2: it was... I was I, I, I laugh and I dance and there's ants in my pants or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. I thought it was great.
0: So that's my arbitrary review for the <laughs> film because that's how much I enjoyed this film. It was quite, you know, it was an, it was a, it was a good laugh, but that's arbitrary, anyways. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Real Rant. Emily, welcome to the Real Rant crew.
1: Thank you! We're
0: very happy to have you. Yay! Very happy to have you. Corey's in the other room. I don't know if the microphone can pick him up. Corey? Are you excited? (laughs) Yeah, stoked. Yes, <laughs> stoked. I don't know. Stoked. I don't know if you can hear that on the mic, but hopefully we could hear it. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, very happy to have you. Thank you very much for joining our team. Um, we'll look forward to many, many uh, nights talking in the new podcast room. But uh, yeah, Matt, one last word that you'd like to say before we end the show. Flip, Emily, hey, and see.